the the bigger story here is Eric put a story on here full of sunshine, so happy. Thomas comes and craps right all over it. Doom <laughs> and gloom. I'm dragging this to doom and gloom. It's the last thing I do. <laughs> what you don't know, Eric, is the guys behind the seed industry are who assassinated Kennedy. You're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 64, recorded June 8th, 2017. Today we talk about WWDC. PHP 7.2 Alpha, PHP Internals, Nonprofit Seeds, and a lot more. Here we go. Gentlemen, in 1982, amongst a market full of Ataris and Apple IIs, a small company called Moss Technology released, can you guess it? The Commodore 64. That's right. <laughs> 35 years later, in 2017, PHP Ugly records episode 64, and we will more than likely talk about Apple. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Thomas Rideout, John Congdon. I am, I am no longer. How are you guys doing? <clears throat> I am no longer going to participate in these intros. You take, I, way, I, you you take way too much pleasure in it. You can't participate in it. That's true. How, how do you come up with that kind of stuff? It's just uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. I see where Wikipedia takes me. So, gentlemen, what were your what was your first computer? Speaking of the Commodore sixty four, uh, Apple Coco Color three. Really? Apple, no, Tandy. Tandy Coco Color. I say that was the Tandy. Yeah. That, that was mine too. But the yeah. TRS eighty Coco. Whatever it was, sixty four, I think, or I think it was just the Coco, and then it came out. They came out with the Coco one twenty eight K, which had the really small fonts that you could barely read on a television screen. Yeah, what about you, I, Thomas? What was yours? I had an uh, eighty eighty eight. A what? An eighty eighty eight. Eighty eighty. I don't know what that was. Uh, it's what it's that? an old IBM clone. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, really ancient. It was on uh, one of those green phosphorescent screens Mm -hmm. that used, like, yeah, used dangerous levels of lead to filter the light before it hit your eyes and things like that. (laughs) So you would appreciate this then, John. I'm going to have to dig it up. I actually have a Tandy tandy Coco in my garage. I found it on a swap meet, yeah. Found it at a swap meet once and picked it up. I always envisioned having one of these offices that was a that was a garage, and having a bunch of old systems <clears throat> on a on a shelf somewhere, just uh, mm-hmm. for historical purposes. And now it's just you yeah. being old in a room. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to do that too. Just have like display all my old stuff and yeah, end up. Then I ended up moving and getting rid of a lot of it. So, I've I managed to hold on. I, like I had, I, I was just in my garage the other day. I still have some of the old Cobol uh, printouts and in, in applications that I wrote back in college. Oh. It, it's it's done on the old uh, green and white uh, dot matrix mm. printer. So the the paper was long, green and white yeah. striped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I miss. Is it used to be when you bought a a printer, you got a copy of Banner Maker, 
Do you guys remember that software? Oh yeah, yes. I do. Yeah. I had wasted so much paper. Oh with yeah. That. No, uh-huh. as a as a kid, I remember having banners for every event possible in my home. <laughs> uh, it, it had you know you would put the text up and it had a frame and you just had a half an hour of the computer room going me 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 you know if that's if my mom came yeah. home and heard that sound she'd say is it somebody's birthday <laughs> or or you would be able to you'd be able to print out the cards like the birthday cards and stuff and have to fold the paper right like it would yeah. print out you know in the four thing oh man that was that, that was the day so check it out People aren't going to be able to appreciate this on the uh, audio podcast, but for our uh, visual viewers, which we have none right now, I have special thanks. <laughs> Watch now. This is this is this is happy Eric. This is angry Eric. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> happy Eric. Angry Eric. Hulk Eric. How much did he's those got, Christmas lights cost you? He's got a colored uh, <laughs> light shining on him. Yeah, from Crayola Crown has a light bulb out that you can change the color. It's not it's not one of these smart ones. It doesn't hook up to an app. It's very simple, very simple. It's not hooked up to any internet or anything like. Good, but yeah, very simple. Bunch of buttons here, and I love it. I sit here, so that's how I spent my weekend. I ended up adding some smart light bulbs to my house recently. So I do have two smart smart light bulbs, and I love them. I actually, I think yeah. the family has has grown to appreciate them as well. What which yeah. ones did you go with? Uh, I went with the the Hue, the Philips Hue bulbs. As yep, I, I am whoa, a Philips hold Hue on, fan as well. Hey, step one: don't admit to having IoT devices in your house. Step two: don't give out the model number. Man, oh whatever. my goodness, too early, too early. <laughs> Doom and gloom, boy. Relax. I'm all about, I'm all about the IoT anymore. <laughs> I, I, I don't I care if it's hackable. I'll never, I'll never do it. Unless someone, someone wants to buy can, me a Juicero. Can, What's a Juicero? It's, it's a $600 bench vice that makes juice. What? Why, why? Why would that? Why would that be your one exception? Because it's so dumb. It's. It's being called the definitive symbol of the arrogance of Silicon Valley. Okay. <laughs> I I want one just just for entertainment purposes, just to say I have this thing. That's that squeezes... an expensive entertainment. Yeah. Well, nah. if you if you gave it to me, I'd I'd never buy one. <laughs> I ended up. How getting has it everybody's my... week? Go ahead, John. I was just gonna say I ended up getting it because my three year old can't believe he's gonna be three on sunday uh he's now afraid of things like he sees monsters or mannequins in his room so he's mm-hmm. always waking up like daddy i saw something scary so oh, wow. we started uh leaving his light on for him and it's not the old what is it incandescent where it was like super hot but it's the uh fluorescent so it still got warm i was putting a like a really lightweight blanket on top of it to dim it down a little bit and it was like a little concerned, not too concerned, but you'd wake up, the, the blanket was warm. So I went with LED bulbs, and now I can have it up to like 40, 50% to read his books to him at night, let mm-hmm. him fall asleep, and then without him seeing it, be able to 
turn it down to like 10%, make it really dim. That's mm-hmm. tricky. So, so you should uh you should dude, remove the scarecrows and mannequins from his room though. But really? just, it's just or, a mannequin. Or, or, it's just or a mannequin stop head. Raising it's okay. such a whip. <laughs> it's just a ma- just a mannequin head. It's okay. Looking at him. Upside down. I'm already out of scotch. God damn, we're 11 minutes in and I've already gone through all my scotch. You guys suck. I didn't do it. All right. It's fine. I got my Starbucks here. I'll sober up by the end of the show. Uh-oh. Whatever. That's when it gets dark. How or was we, everybody's or, week? Or, or we can be done with the show in like 20 minutes. That would work. My week was interesting. Why was this? Um, still on the project from hell, the the JS project that never wants to get out the door. Uh, okay. And um, and generally just uh, following the news and keeping quietly to myself and chuckling. And uh, as you guys know, we got yelled at on Twitter. I guess. Regardless, like I said, not event, not going to change anything. I mean. And like Whatever. we like we said repeatedly last week, this isn't a news podcast. This is us chatting about the work we do and what the news has contained. We're not. This is this is our opinions, and exactly. we're we're active community members. We're active in engaging women in STEM and STEAM, and we're active in in we're as many in ways. Employing. Yeah, I mean, there's a little nepotism so, with like, the most recent hire, but. Okay. All right. We're going. With, okay. The gloves are coming off. I can see the. <laughs> I can see where this is going. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is true. I. I lever. I leveraged my. Uh, my status as a CTO to. To get my daughter, a position. <laughs> a, a position which took my email address. Away from me. She took my the last <laughs> Diego Dev email account. Don't you guys were hoping I wouldn't put two and two together, but I did. <laughs> I, I messaged you. I told you it was happening. No, I I it, got it, that it, message right after I got the message from my auto so, email checker that said I had been removed from the group. So we're cheapskates. <laughs> we we happen to have the, a free Google account with with ten free email inbox or free boxes and. As long as we can, we're going to milk that. I don't know how much longer Thomas, that's going to Thomas be. Was, but... Thomas was occupying slot 10. So. I, <laughs> yes, that a, was... My slot position is, had changed from like 4 to 10. That's true. <laughs> you, you had the opportunity, if I recall, to, to <laughs> occupy position Damn, number 1 for a long time. Yeah, no, out. I know. <laughs> I discovered that the day after I accepted a different opportunity. <laughs> so obviously my daughter and I had some very lengthy conversations about our relationship and, you know, work and professionalism and this and that. And uh, So she, she was telling you what to do? She to... participated today in Slack, at, specifically the PHP Ugly channel. And somebody had mentioned, you know, had mentioned the fact that she was my daughter. And she she so innocently looked at me and was like, Dad, I think they know. (laughs) (laughs) It was the funniest thing. I'm like, really? You think? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So, yeah, now you've got got Emily 
working for uh, Diego Dev. What's Milo she the Coder? Yeah, what's she yeah. doing? Uh, you know, honestly, we're we're just trying to get her some work experience. Um, you know, she she had expressed some interest in coding, so I uh, thought we'd give her some insight on you know what the what the business was really like and see how things function day to day. You know, we're looking to kind work. of leverage her. Yeah, leverage her a lot, lot of really a lot with our community outreach division. You know, the the user groups we participate in, handling social media. That that sort of thing. So, oh, nice. Is she we'll going to take what, over what, the subreddit? Kind of making them. Well, she took over your sl- slot as a uh, organizer. So, you know, we, we 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 removed you as an organizer of uh, the user groups and put her in there. Got that? Very, <laughs> very, very slick. I I would have gotten an email. Nice? I would have gotten an email it? about it, but uh, someone ruined my email account. <laughs> Oh man, so easily replaced Thomas. Well, next, we, next we, week she'll we be actually, taking your. He, Eric brought Eric brought the idea up to me about using her, and I mean we've talked about it for a long time, and all of a sudden now we have like a list of just a ton of things that she can be helping us with. Mm-hmm. So really excited about that. And, and I, I'm I'm ecstatic about it. I I really am looking forward to her just kind of getting some work experience under her belt and seeing how things actually get done so now the question is did it it cause any friction with Alyssa oh no she's gamefully employed so yeah she's happy she's she's not upset about it so no No, I don't think so I don't don't think it's an issue at all cool that's a good thing and they're twins They, they share a cortex that's they they experience the same thing at the same time. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that's how it works. You know what's weird is today, um, the high school my daughters went to today had their graduation for this year's class. So now my daughters are a year removed from high school. Like they've a whole another class has graduated behind them. So did you that's tell them that weird, the, the time for slacking off is over? Then they've had their year on the road. That's pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Although he's been trying to tell them that for a year now. <laughs> he's trying to tell my kids still that. still in the house. <laughs> oh, man. John, what have you been doing? Anything fun? Say, playing Breaking things? IoT yeah. light bulbs. I, I'm liking my, my IoT stuff so I far. am professionally getting a little frustrated. And I'll tell you why in a second. But you should let, let John. You should let John go first, since you asked him what he's been up to. I, 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 I thought I, you know he takes too long. <laughs> I, I try to be patient I'm, with the guy. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Tom, John, go, John. No, John, no, go. Nothing. I, John, I, I, I want to know. What, I I know where you're going, and I want to hear what you're going to say. And then I'm going to jump all over it and tell you how you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm feeling professionally a little frustrated. If you take a look at my GitHub, I have this huge block now of gray dots with no green, very little green in it at all. My you, so you're wrong. Those are really green. You just can't see properly. You need your glasses. <laughs> my uh, my color glasses time has been so reduced. Here, let me change it here. Maybe maybe this will help it turn it to green. Uh, nope. 
Nope, they're still gray. See, I, I don't tell you. Yeah, my, my, I have done so little coding, like PHP coding. I am, I'm just kind of getting frustrated because every time I think I'm going to get back to doing, doing some coding, I get pulled in another direction and, oh man, I, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. I'll tell you. It's hard. But when we have, you're running a, the, running the business at the same time and you got all, all sorts of, you're, you're doing some fun stuff like working with CouchDB and, and that kind of stuff. It's just not coding yet. That, that has, that has been fun. That is true. Yeah, I, I'm I'm real happy with with the progress we're take, we're making on CalcDB and how we're looking to use it. So yeah, that's a good point. That's valid. I'll I'll give you that one. But um, we have uh, next week coming up at the SDPHP meetup, our local user group meetup for PHP. We're doing lightning talks on frameworks. Now there's a couple significant significant pieces of this. First thing. The first time I ever presented for SDPHP was a lightning talk on frameworks. And the lightning talk on framework I presented for was CakePHP, which is the one I'm going to do next week. So I was a huge, huge, huge CakePHP person back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, to me, it was the framework. there There was no other like it. I had I had left PHP. I had moved to Ruby on Rails. I learned the Rails framework and how they did things and then found my, found myself drifting back to PHP. When I found myself drifting back to PHP, I'm like I've got to find a framework that's like Ruby on Rails. And I had done a bunch of research and at the time Cake PHP was that framework. I d- dove into Cake PHP and it just clicked. And I remember thinking to myself, "That's it. I'm never ever going to code PHP any other way but through Cake." And that held true for a, a couple a couple years. Did a, did my first presentation for SDPHP Lightning Talk on Cake PHP. Built a blog in 15 minutes. Everybody was blown away. Everybody was blown away. And uh, at the end of that meetup. A good friend of ours came up to me, William, came up to me and said, that was really cool. I think you would like Laravel. I'm like, Laravel? I, I'd never heard of Laravel. Oh, he's like, yeah. And that's how it begins. He's like, it, he's like it's not that, not that popular of a framework. He's like, but do me a favor. Don't look for it. Don't check it out. Don't look into it. He's about to release Laravel 4. He's like, don't even look at laravel 3 right now just wait for laravel 4 to come out i'm like i don't think i'm even gonna look at laravel 3 to be or 4 to be honest with you i'm i don't see any reason for me to ever leave cake i'm like there's there's just no reason for me to leave cake php now cake php at the time was before composer before uh well really before composer that was that was the big thing so then obviously i get introduced to laravel at the same time, get introduced to Composer, Composer install, and everything changes for me. So then I spend years with with Laravel, and when we decided to do these lightning talks, you know, I basically said, okay, nobody can talk about Laravel because, like, everybody in our in our company could easily talk about Laravel. Yeah, it's all so we like, do. Okay, nobody can talk. Right. Nobody can talk about Laravel. Everybody has to talk about another framework. And so we've got we've got a guy talking about Yee, Frank, uh, one of our developers talking about Yee, great guy. 
another one of our developers is talking about uh, Falcon, which is really a, a framework that had interested me in the past. Um, I'm talking about Cake. Uh, Marcus, our organizer of the Laravel meetup, he's the one that's going to present on Laravel. So I'm like, I'm like, Cake, this is going to be so simple. I'm basically going to do the same presentation. You know, I'm going to build a blog in 15 minutes. It's going to be awesome. Cake now has Composer, so it's got to be that much better. Man, I'm telling you, fucking Laravel. Laravel has has ruined me. Absolutely ruined me. <laughs> Man, I did a Composer install for Cake, and I'm like looking at the routes. I'm like, what the hell is all this garbage? What is, what's going on here? Wait, what? And, you know, it took a while to look at it to figure it all out, but it just looked messy as opposed to, like, the nice, clean route files of a of a Laravel application and nice, clean controllers and models. And I mean, I used to love Cake. Everything about it made sense to me. And now I look at it, and not that much has really changed. It's just I've changed. And, like, now I look at it, and I'm like, oh, this, this doesn't quite feel right. <laughs> Laravel, it's ruined me. Absolutely ruined me. And, and yet you're still going to do a presentation on cake and and Absolutely. convince everybody not to use it. <laughs> now, you guys, I'm gonna you do guys use a bunch of my but... tricks for routes, though, don't you? Hmm? You guys use my tricks for routes, which is to have the route file point to a routes directory. No. No. I, I don't. I, I don't think we use it on any of our, our apps. Hmm. I do a lot of uh, I do a lot of grouping. I use a lot of route groups. Yeah, so um, do I. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, yeah, you were one of the first ones I saw that that did that, and now obviously in, in Laravel five since what five, five three four five three yeah they they started breaking out at least the API and web routes and all that yeah but, uh, yeah no I I pretty much still keep all my not not that yours didn't make sense I I thought it was a good solution and. Uh, yeah, I just I, I've never really had that many routes where I felt overwhelmed keeping them in one file. I have it's, hundreds it's, now. It's fine. I know. I, I remember I've worked on a project with you in the past. Yeah, yeah I remember so, seeing all those. So routes. your your routes file does it load all of the routes in that directory, or how does that work? It copies the uh, the code from the config file loading, so it just does a, a fetch on the directory and reads all the PHP files and includes them. There's there's no um, I.O. performance hit by doing that, if you have to do it every single time? No, because routes gets cached, including the results of routes. So the routes file includes a an anonymous function that does the fetch of the file system. Mm. So that value gets cached, and until the routes file gets hit again, then there's no hit. It's just cached in memory. On production, on our testing stuff, that we don't use route caching. Why not? Because well, we're testing our routes. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. On testing, you don't use caching, yeah. but production, you do. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah, makes sense. Yep. So, have you guys been following uh, the latest WWDC? Oh week? boy, I haven't been following it. I've just been been catching the bits and pieces of announcements. And Apple has lost its goddamn mind. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I continue, I continue to be un, unsurprised by the by the company. Like, I have underwhelmed. Not, yeah, underwhelmed. Perfect, perfect word. 
I have not heard an announcement out of them for years where I said, holy crap, you know, they're, they're, they're forging, forging forward, you know, new things, blah, blah, blah. No, everything they do now is catch up mode. It's okay. Well, we think, you know, clearly there's, there's a market for this. So we're going to, we're going to create a smart speaker. You know, it's not, not really a, an assistant, more of a speaker that has some intelligence to it because, you know, clearly you guys want this. So here we'll do one. It's like, holy crap, guys, come on. Yeah, the reason people looked at you is because you thought different. That was your slogan, think differently. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's been so long since I've been wowed by them. Well, they've, they've announced the iMac Pro. Mm-hmm. Which, the iMac Pro, right. Which is what? the the worst product I've seen from them in a year. I was gonna one say the, I was gonna say longer, tech, one, but then I remembered the laptop. Yeah, one of the tech bloggers I, I follow is calling it a trap. Oh, it's 100%. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Why? It, because it, I mean, it's sexy in the in the sense of some of the specs it has, but once you get it, you can't upgrade it, and it's friggin' expensive. You you can upgrade it, model, so, but not yourself. Yeah. Uh, there is a there is a factory no, you, upgrade you, system. I, yeah, you can I upgrade it when a, you buy it. I was an iMac user for for a while. I thought that they were such a great uh, great solution, you know, that all in one solution. But man, I had so many problems with like one thing with your iMac. Like a couple pixels go out, and your your whole computer now is like not a hundred percent. You know, well. It's, and don't forget I, that I it, don't, it. I don't like the whole. It was a good all-in-one solution that was cheap. Yeah. Now that's true too. This, yeah. When you take the base it model all, of this one is five grand. Yeah, five grand, and that's on an Intel. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Ba- the base model. The is base five model grand? is five grand. You, you're, start, you're, you're starting with eight, eight cores, and then you can upgrade it to ten or what is it, eighteen cores? Okay, and for reference point, eight cores right now costs you one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. So the now the the whole of this five thousand dollar price is in the five K monitor, which again that's the worst place to spend the, spend your money on because buy yourself a small little. Mac Mini in in a nice 5K monitor. Right. God, this the company is just this. And and if I'm not mistaken, the still the laptops didn't really get a bump, right? They no no more no, additional the, RAM. no bump on this one. No additional RAM. I thought they came out with a couple new models. <coughs> yeah, a couple think, of cheaper that... ones, but nothing worth now, talking about. One of the interesting things is that this the iMac Pro is going to support up to the 18 core Intel processors. So if if a five thousand dollar entry fee isn't enough for you, you can very quickly bump that up to fifteen thousand dollars just by changing the CPU and going up to 128 gigs of RAM and yeah, four terabyte oh. SSD, right on Vega graphics chip. Which I mean, God, that that's the highest end on the market. It's they're pushing all these highest end components, but these highest end components, you're looking at a system that's going to be twenty five thousand dollars. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then you've got twenty five thousand dollars invested in a screen. So once your webcam goes out, bad news, buddy. You've gonna you're gonna have to take that down to the Apple Store. <laughs> every one of my, every one of my iMacs, the uh, the the disc like it had the disc on the side. This is when they got disc. Had mm-hmm. the disc they yeah, put on the say, side. Don't have to worry every about that anymore. Them, yeah, every one of them went bad. But that's what I'm saying. It's like one component goes bad, and your your computer is is, is crippled. I mean, your mm-hmm. entire workstation is crippled. It's man, that's just amazing. And if uh, and if you look at the competition and, and you, in the sector, Microsoft unveiling that Pro Slate system mm-hmm. that that forty inch screen that was on a bezel, and that's a nice all in one system, roughly the same price, except that it has multi touch support on the screen plus support for these devices like scrollers and wheels that you can use for your video editing and. And it's to me, it's just bizarre that they're they're dumping so much power into something that can't even be user serviced. Yeah, and I, I don't get it. I, like I said, it's been so long since since they've done anything that's been any level of impressive. I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I say that, and of course, I have an Apple laptop, I have an Apple desktop, and I still feel like it's it's a solid OS and. They're just they're they're they've lost their direction on the hardware for computers. Like they've been so focused on mobile and iPhones and tablets that they've they've just completely lost their way anywhere on any other device. And and I still don't even like the the iPhone or the the iPads. I mean, a a simple example. Going back to my IoT solution, I have the Samsung Smart Things, and mm-hmm. on on the Android, I can set up a widget so I have quick access to a lot of settings. So I can, you know, just unlock my phone and push a button, arm the arm the alarm or change the lights or whatever I want to do. On the iPhone, it's much more of a pain in the ass having to go into the app and get to the right screen and make changes. Yeah. So yeah, and that, another example for me. And again, I, I do kind of like my iPad, but um, that's the closest thing I have to an iOS device. And using a password manager, like with my Android device, the password manager integrates with the login screens. Like if I hit a login st- screen, it's smart enough to know to open up LastPass and it has a little overlie to it. With uh, With my iOS device, I have to... Exit out of the application, or not exit, but switch switch out of the application over to LastPass, open up LastPass, log into LastPass, find find the login I need, copy, switch back to the application, paste, go back, get the get the username, get then get the password and come back and paste. Such a pain. As I just don't understand, I don't understand why why that's acceptable for for ios people like as elite as they as they are as you know always having the best of the best why that's accept acceptable authy is another perfect example i i don't have an iphone i have an ipad i i use my ipad sort of frequently but there's no authy app for the iphone to, to use authy you need to use the uh, for the ipad to use authy you need to use the iphone version so it's not 
it's not orienti orientated for the iPad. So if you have your iPad in, in, in landscape mode, it doesn't, it doesn't change. It's still, it's like you're looking at the application sideways. And I'm like, it just blows my mind. It's like, are you really, you know, <laughs> as much crap as they give the Android ecosystem for all the devices that they have to support and all the different screen resolutions they have to support. I, I have never experienced the issues, the, the user interface issues I have on Android that I experience with iOS. And it's just it's it's an it's an unpleasant experience for me. I, I can't I can't fathom why they accept that. Speaking of Offy, they must listen to our show. That's I'm all sure they do. Why wouldn't that's they? all there is to it? Got an email this week referencing how uh, they're tightening down security in case people what is it called uh, sim swapping or mm -hmm. where you're where you're trying to port somebody's phone number to your device mm -hmm. so uh, if you have I guess a coinbase account was their their big example they're turning they're automatically turning off that ability the multi-device ability so that even if somebody did get your phone number, they can't get your Authy account information. Oh, nice! Unless you go in there, unless you go in there, you re-enable the multi-device support, get the the Authy database or configuration down to your new new device, and then they're highly encouraging you to go back and turn that off. Interesting. So, yeah. I think they should make that a times thing, saying, "I want to enable multi-device support." For everybody, not just this one situation, but I want to enable it. And they say, okay, this is going to be enabled for whatever it is, an hour, two hours, a day. And then they automatically turn it off. Because that's something you could easily leave on accidentally. And if you're really concerned about security, that could be bad. So hmm. I thought that was interesting. Now, there, was, interesting. there was another announcement at uh, Apple's event. The, the HomePod. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this is their competition with Echo and Google Home, and boy, is it awful. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> they, they they pulled up short of saying it was an assistant of any sort. They they mar they're marketing it more as a smart speaker, right? With with the ability to expand. It's like, yeah, no, I think what you're saying is you guys didn't finish before you were, you didn't get everything done that you were supposed to get before this, this event. So you, you did an MVP on it and you're going to, you're going to expand the, the capabilities in the future. But so yeah, I, the, the echo, the echo dot right now is 50 bucks and that's just plug it into a speaker. You have the Amazon echo the full size device is $180 unless you get two and then it's $150 for each. Mm -hmm. You guys know how much the home pod is? Wasn't it like 300 or something? 350. Wow. 350. It's crazy. It's double the price and it only supports the Apple Music Store. It does not support any Pandora, iHeartRadio, Audible, TuneIn, Spotify, uh, none of that. It does not have third-party support at all. So all of the Alexa skills that you use to add support to your device don't exist on the HomePod. 
It but is the speaker's supposed to be amazing. Right. It's got seven <laughs> it's got seven tweeters and one four inch subwoofer. It is literally double the weight in speakers of the Amazon Echo. It weighs five and a half pounds versus the Echo, which is two point three pounds. So it sounds great, it just can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Underwhelmed. And it's twice as much as the as the full sized Amazon Echo. Re- totally ridiculous. It, it was so bad, in fact, that uh, Stephen Colbert's intro to Monday's Tonight Show was a giant joke about how stupid the AirPod is, and about <laughs> how people will buy it anyways because it's an Apple device. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, they still have their fanboys. It's you know they're trying to get rid of them. They're I, it seems like they're trying to get rid of their fanboys because I, I I can't understand the decisions they're making with making things so ridiculously overpriced in a market where things are just coming down and down and down. AMD's Risen processor. I mean we're we're not even going to get into it on this podcast about Intel's newest processor line, but holy shit, they have screwed up to the maximum level. The, to the point where there are features on the chip that you have to unlock with little USB keys. <laughs> I mean, the AMD has got Intel running for the hills right now with their new processors, and then they've got a new one coming out, the, their 18-core Threadripper processor, which is just monstrous. They're, they're dominating with the new technology side of things, and Intel is trying to sort of flex their muscle in the market and say people will pay whatever we tell them to pay because we're Intel. But one of the big tech reviewers out there uh, did a a 12-minute video walking down the street in Shenzhen talking about what has got to be the worst decisions ever by Intel this year. And the market's been really, really hit by what he said because he pointed out these massive flaws where motherboard manufacturers don't even want to support the newest version of Intel's uh, CPU architecture. And there are several, there are motherboard companies who have dropped out of support altogether for this year's Intel release slate. Okay. So that was Tom's hardware corner. Let's I love hardware. How about we, how about, how about we wrap this back into, into our development world? We, we all, we're all PHP developers, right? We we know who Rasmus is, correct? Oh, of course. How do you say, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you pronounce Rasmus's last name? Lerdorf. 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 Okay. He tweeted out something I thought was really cool. So as a PHP developer for years, I've always been so interested in PHP internals and how to actually code, uh, code PHP, you know, code the core of PHP, uh, and I know. There have been some people, some pretty prominent people in the PHP community who have who have made you know significant contributions to PHP core. Um, Sammy Kay's one. Um, what's her name? John, you spoke with her at PHP Tech. Uh, she worked at Facebook. Um, what was her name? Um, trying to remember who you're talking about. Uh, she works at she worked at Facebook. I think she's at like Etsy now. Oh, Samantha. Samantha, Samantha, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she, I know she's done stuff with. Uh, she's big on on internals. So I've always I've always been fascinated with that. And Ra- Rasmus uh, posted a, an awesome link uh, in his Twitter feed. I guess there's a so somebody had put together a PHP internal internals book, which is an online book of how things are, how how the practices of PHP PHP internals does that make sense that makes sense right mm-hmm. sure so I, I i i've been i've been clicking through this and it really kind of gets me like i'm like oh man I, I really want to be able to contribute to internals i don't know makes your pants tight a little I <laughs> <laughs> so i thought that was good put a note we'll, down we'll to have, cut uh, that from the show We'll uh, we'll have that linked in the in the show notes. PHP internals, and it's nice to see him give a shout out PHP. here to uh, IRC Maxwell, friend of the show. Who who did the the tweet? <clears throat> the, what the work here was done by Julian Pauly, IRC Maxwell, and Nikita PBV. You and your friends of the show. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how he's a friend of the show. It's like, has he ever tweeted to us? Have, have we had any sort of interaction with this guy? I think I insulted him. I think I insulted him once. It's the PHP yeah, Ugly Outreach he, Program. <laughs> he's one of the. Uh, he's one of the first people that John introduced me to. John and I, when when we first. You know, we're getting to know each other. John took me to a hotel up in LA. <laughs> and it they was have to call PHP them hotels tech... now. They can't call them bathhouses John... anymore. <laughs> it was a PHP Tech. What was that? It was so. It was something from PHP Tech, right? It wasn't a conference. It was like a one-day training or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you remember that? I forget what that was. Yeah. It and, wasn't. And I, 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 I remember was. it like it was yesterday. We walk in. And IRC Maxwell is over having, like, he's eating some breakfast or something. And John's like, holy crap, there's IRC Maxwell right there. That guy right there is IRC Maxwell. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he just looks like a dork <laughs> eating food to me. I don't know. But, yeah, that was, that was the first kind of PHP community person outside of San Diego that I, I kind of, kind of, what was introduced to i mean i wasn't actually introduced to him he was eating and john didn't want to walk over there but yeah i, I remember, do you remember that day john i don't remember him being there but yeah like yeah. like i'm and, remembering the the that that little room we were in the little conference thing we were do, doing but the lights were dim heart-shaped hot tub romantic music playing yeah yes i remember i remember there was one of the new sports teslas parked out front Somebody had a had a Tesla there. Oh man, I remember. I remember that. I remember that so vividly. It, that's a weird thing to remember. You were wearing the silk blouse, John, where your manly chest would just kind of look. I barely see it. It was man. Well, Rasmus, Rasmus, our dear leader, also tweeted yeah. out uh, about PHP seven point two. Seven point two. Just trying to get away from seven point two alpha on chest hair. <laughs> yes, alpha. Alpha seven point two. Do you guys know it's new in seven point two? I do not. Then you don't listen to the show. No, I don't. I really don't pay attention most of the time. 
Okay, so but no, don't don't enlighten me or anything, Thomas. Please take your time. We always we discussed an article a, a good number of months back that was entitled uh, PHP 7.2: The First Programming Language to Add Modern Cryptography to Its Standard Library. Oh, I do remember that conversation. Yeah. So, the the big inclusion here is Libsodium, which is the modern quote unquote modern cryptography library. Um, and a lot of changes with removal of bad cryptography stuff. Uh, so that seems like that's going to be a pretty big backwards change break there. Is, I mean, is, is that going to be... Uh, that seems to be yeah. like it's going to be fairly impactful. Uh, you, what you'll be able yeah, to I do... Think they, got rid of, they got rid of Encrypt, right? They got rid of what? Mcrypt, right? So Mcrypt, they got rid of it in the sense that they moved it to pair, which is where things go to die. So, say so is pair still a thing? Yeah. Right? So they they buried mm -hmm. it. It's not dead. You can still dig it back up and put it back in, but they let you know that you're at least raiding a graveyard when you try to do that. Mm. So besides that, I can tell you how many pair packages I have installed in a. Application right now. What? 4.3? It's not like a day in my pair packages I have installed in a client's uh, application really? right now. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't remember the last time I've used pair. But remember, That's... it's where things go to die. So I ended up taking the the big one they use is DB data objects. And I I pulled it out ah. and actually put it into the into the repo I, so that I can make changes to I it. I think that's the same one I used. <laughs> DB data objects? Yeah. They use now? No, no. I, I used a long time ago. The last time I used pair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so so there's going to be a bunch of BC breaks. Um, my favorite BC break is the use of the, the resource term iteratable. Uh... <laughs> Iteratable has been. I'm not sure I've ever. Yeah. Ever used that? If a thing can be iterated, it's iteratable, and uh, that got <laughs> that got thankfully renamed uh, to iterable, which <laughs> because if you look at iteratable spelled out, you go, wait, no, did they, did they misspell it? No, no, that's correct. That's not a that's word. That's just made up. That's hmm. <laughs> So yeah, there there is going to be a good amount of backward compatibility breaking. Um, I think when you start seeing frameworks uh, moving forward into modern cryptography and 7.2 compatibility, because remember we're still on this crazy timeline of like you have a year to use this product and then it's outdated. So we're going to see more and more, uh, hopefully, good cryptography come out of it. But besides that, not a whole lot that I saw going through the changelog. Lots of bug fixes. So I, I thought I thought dot releases weren't supposed to have backwards break breaks like that. I thought that I thought that was a fair. I mean, do, do we not consider that a fairly significant change? <coughs> um, I think because you can still port mcrypt in from pair. It's not considered a major BC break. And because it's such a security issue to use mcrypt at this point, um, that breaking backward compatibility is actually considered favorable. 
Okay. And then, you know, security fixes and all that jazz. All right, so you guys know I'm an open source dude, right? I do. I live my life in the open source, right? I mean, everything I do is kind of open source. No, it is. I'm an open source guy, though. You're... It's spaghetti code, but it is open source. <laughs> and if you remember a few shows back, I don't know, John, I don't know if you were on or not. I, I told you about my fascination with an uh, open source project that was around farming and how the. They were open sourcing how to build tractors and how to build uh, log cutters and everything about mm. farming, about creating a farm. They they were doing in an open source manner, which I thought thought was really cool. Well, this kind of falls in that same category, and it's funny because I just seen I just watched this news story about a year ago on on seeds, so you don't think much about it, but. The seed industry, like plants and you know, like food that that's produced from seeds, well, plants that is you covered a, it. a huge, <laughs> huge market. Like the genetics of the that, that make up a seed are copyrighted by these massive corporations, and for farmers to be able to plant a certain seed to grow a certain crop, they have to you know pay this royalty and. It is, it's like something you, as a city person, you would have never thought of, never thought of it. And I, I remember watching this story. I'm like, I didn't know this whole industry existed. It's just, it was fascinating to me. Well, it, it turns out it was enough of a, it's, it's, it's enough of an issue where there is now in Germany, they started this nonprofit organization that's creating open source seeds. I think they they're applying op the open source nature to nature plant seeds. It's like fantastic. <laughs> that's crazy. I, I'm a big fan, um, but they they're in for a fight. I mean, one of the issues here with the seed industry is that the seed industry is also the pesticide industry. Mm. Um. And so the big money makers are the seeds that are resilient to the pesticides that they sell and they sell them as a combo. And so the, the bigger story here is Eric put a story on here full of sunshine. So happy Thomas comes and craps right all over it. Doom <laughs> and gloom. I'm dragging this to doom and gloom. It's the last thing I do. <laughs> hey, they didn't... What you don't know, Eric, is the guys behind the seed industry are who assassinated Kennedy. When now you know when I you know when I worked for the <laughs> Navy, you know what they called me. Wait, it terrifies me to hear that you worked for the Navy. I did. <laughs> okay, what did they call? They you? called me Chicken Little. Because the sky was always falling. I can't imagine always why. Yep. I can't imagine why. Jeez, it can be perfect. Hey, you know what? If you have a if you have a tech support employee who treats a broken mouse pad as if it were the sky is falling, that's a good employee in my book. And yes, I said broken mouse pad because I've had that complaint in the Navy. <laughs> so, were you in the Navy or do you work for the Navy? I worked for the NMCI project and i know so you, you know never, that one you were never in the navy no but i got my i got my clearance and i worked on 
on secret yeah. level stuff, and that was where I learned to splice fiber yeah, and stuff like that. Nice. Is that your dog? Who's got the dog barking? Not it. Okay. That's my neighbor's dog, technically. <laughs> Why do you have to say technically? <laughs> Just say, no, it's my neighbor's dog. <laughs> you don't have to say technically. Well, if it's in you his house, say... he has to yeah, say technically. Yeah. If you have it locked up in your basement, then yeah, it's... maybe say technically. It's, it's my stupid neighbor who doesn't know how to pay up. I'm sorry I asked. I remind me, I have to tell you a neighbor a neighbor horror story after the podcast is over. <laughs> our, our listeners hate it when you do that. You do that. I cut it time. out. Hey, dude, I got this great story. All right, all I'll right. Tell you I'll put it. I'll podcast. tell you it right now. Do you want to hear it right now? Then. No. Well, we're we're about done. So this this is it. Wrap it up. Let's hear it. So, like one o'clock at night. My my neighbor turns on Drake. Really loud R and B rap, whatever, really loud. Like amazingly loud. And I tell my wife, I'm like, that's our neighbor again and my wife says, That's our neighbor's an old woman. It's not her. We let it go for a while and then I listen out the windows and I go outside and listen, I'm like, Yeah, that's our neighbor. That's that's the old lady next door. So I go, we, we let it go for a while, and finally it's just too loud, and it's the same single song repeatedly. And I'm like, that's that's too much. Was your neighbor was your neighbor dead? Did you find your neighbor dead next door? And and that and you took her dog and put it in your basement. Finally, I go next door one in the morning, and I knock. Is your dead neighbor in your basement? And I knock on the door, and yeah, it a nice old lady answers the door. And I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. It's the the music is disturbing my kids, and it's just a, it's too loud for this time of day. And she goes, oh my god, I'm so sorry. My friend just committed suicide, and this was our song. And I never meant to disturb anybody else. And starts weeping. And I'm standing there. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, well, shit. I I should have put pants on before I, I came over. Yeah, really shouldn't. <laughs> and so now I'm I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. You make as much noise as you want. And she's like, no, I'll close the window. And she's just crying. And I'm like, no, it's I totally understand. I'm just gonna go back to my house now, and everything's fine. <laughs> I'm just gonna go back to my house and kill myself. I'm sorry. No, no, wait, no, no I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. I was like, and I went back to my house, and my wife was like, "So how'd it go?" And I was like, "You're going next time. I'm not doing that again." It 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 turned on its heels so quickly. I told her she could play it as loud as she wants. Yeah. She said she'd close her windows. That's. <laughs> then, then she closed the door. She closed the door and said, "Sucker!" <laughs> well, Threw I, a big blunt in her mouth. Like they don't believe anything. <laughs> not on my street, Cali boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like just of a good of a place to end the show as any. 
Yeah, there's my there's my I doom and gloom for the week. <laughs> See, we we have Thomas with his doom and gloom. I'm sure I managed to thin two or three ethnic groups or or genders or or somethings, and and John is just his normal beautiful self. So. Yeah, John's just itching to get out the the door like a dog that has to pee. He's like, we I we gotta done? stop hanging out with these Are guys. Are we done? Are we done? Are we done? Are we done? <laughs> for, for real. <laughs> for real. All right. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm Tom Rideout. I'm John Congdon. Keep, Keep it ugly. ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.